0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast Leveraging with Enahoro. This podcast helps organizations to tap into the knowledge of those that are going to help and for individuals to learn some very important lessons in life. In the last few series, we've done we've done the paradox of strength. We've done the paradox of branding. We've done the paradox of perfection. Um, and I'm, I'm beginning to realize that there, there are a lot of paradox in life. I know that you are a wealth of knowledge. You are the founding chief executive officer of PFS, an indigenous software company in Nigeria. Before that, you've had a career in banking, in large computers. You are a founding board member of the National Information Technology Development Agency. You are a Microsoft certified engineer and you, you you have a lot of products that are global. Um, all banks Tend to have a need of it. And I believe that you have you have attained a level of wealth that people would need to learn from with all sense of humility. <laughs> and we we want to say thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you thank for you. being part of this. Thank you so much. So well, I am truly grateful to be doing this because I know I'm going to learn a lot, a whole lot. So today we want to talk about the paradox of wealth, paradox of wealth. In the paradox of strength, we looked at what people call strength and what strength really, really means. And the paradox of perfection, we looked at people are chasing perfection and they're never perfect. So what exactly is perfection? Now, for the paradox of wealth, people wake up every day and there's one big goal in their mind. They want to become wealth. Some people tie that to riches. They want to have enough money to pay for their bills, You know, to live a good life that's in their mind. They look at other people that has a lot of companies, money, convenience, and everybody wants to be like that. But there are more people chasing that wealth that are not attaining it. So it's a paradox. They are doing everything they can to achieve that wealth. They are pursuing, but yet they are not getting it. And then they wake up every day to still pursue the same thing, and then they are not getting it. And maybe some people are not working that hard. They are not doing so much toiling but seem like those people know what it takes to achieve wealth so so my first question is what does wealth mean to you um and then why do you think there is this rat race that has created a paradox to wealth and the pursuit of wealth
1: well uh, thank you very much and now for uh inviting me and um i'm hoping that i will be able to um, do some justice to the question and the question was about the rat race one of the things i have realized uh, is that life is full of paradoxes and again uh, i know this is a secular program and i don't intend to preach uh, but see all of us that exist as individuals we are all products of three things our education our, envir- our environment and our experiences. And so these three things really do matter. And these are the myths that form what we call our belief systems. Now, how do you match the kind of things that we know, for example, that uh, if you want to be rich, then you have to learn to accumulate wealth. And how do you marry that? What the Bible, for example, talks about? That is in that holds on to much more than is required and tends to poverty. Wow. That begins to talk about paradoxes. Again, it tells you about what do you believe? How do you talk about that when the Bible, for example, tells you that uh, give and they shall be given unto you? Does not make sense, actually? Mm-hmm. Look at it casually. However, even from a scholastic standpoint, if you unpack that, you will see, though they sound paradoxical, but practicality can set in. So I'll give you an example. So many people tend to measure their level of power by what they call a power distance. And so the idea is that they believe that to show that they have more power, the way to do it is to bring other people to step so that the power distance will increase. But studies have also shown that people who give them away power tend to have a lot more power. And if you want to look at how that works, it sounds paradoxical, but indeed there's a place. Because what then happens is that people who learn to give away power, people who learn to give away money are forced. To size their thinking capacity, because when you give away money, Mm. you are forced to think further about how you create and generate more money. You are likely to be more capable of creating new money than someone who is complacent, because that's the way it is. So that's why I said some of these paradoxes. Yes, they sound like paradoxes, but when beneath, and you do more detailed studies, you will find that actually, yes, they sound like paradoxes, but actually, in reality, there's reasoning behind it. So when you talk about the right phrase, yes, one of the things that we know is that all of us are trained to behave in certain manners. We are programmed. We are individuals. And when I say programmed, it's about what did your parents tell you? What do your colleagues tell you when you went to school? What did they teach you? And these are the things that form our belief systems. And if you go around, majority of the people that you are ever going to see, they will tell you that the secret of wealth, and indeed it is right, is accumulation. And that's correct. Because um, we know that some people may earn more than others. And the people that earn less actually have more wealth because it's not about how much you earn, Wealth is about how much is left. So that means that wealth is not just a function of your income. It's also a function of your outlay. And it is the net because we've seen situations where we see managers who borrow money from their drivers, that's very strange. Yes, I mean, wow. in my life I've seen that. <laughs> yes. So the, 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 these are the kind of things that we <laughs> that's see <a> <laughs> the paradox <but laughs> it is because you know you, are, you are as a big man you know you sit behind the car that's been provided by the company and uh, you know so the consumption has expanded so when you want to eat you must have a champagne when you want to you must eat in the uh, most expensive restaurant if you want to buy you know, a suit, you must buy the expensive suits. And after a while, you realize that even the income that you are making is not able to meet up with your expenditure. But the question is, what are you depending on? But your driver, who has learned to live with very little, he earns only very little amount of money, but is probably able to save every month, 2000 naira. Sometimes this happens. And these are the real paradoxes, hmm. actually. It is about how we programmed our minds. And then one of the things that I say about wealth, again, this is interesting. So when the Bible talks about riches and wealth being in the house of the righteous man, again, these are important facts and statements. You see, the idea about wealth, yes, wealth is measured, generally speaking, when we talk about wealth managers, in financial terms. And, you know, there's a school of thought that says that pretty much everything can be monetized. What I mean is that everything can be, you can ascribe value, you know, yes. pretty much everything, yes. You know, I say this. So one of the things I see about wealth is not just about how much money that you have been able to accumulate. It also lies in the course of sustainability. Who is able to sustain the wealth on a long-term basis? If you come to Black Africa, you would see that in Black Africa is this part of the world where you can see somebody who was, for all intents and purposes, a non-entity night can become a billionaire because he or she has some political leverage overnight. Mm. And that, that same person that became a billionaire within months can become bankrupt again. How do you explain that? It's made so much money. We've seen people that have made a lot more money than others in their lifetime, and yet they have no wealth. So the issues about sustainability is about, again, quality of your assets. This really matters a lot. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Wow. You've said a whole lot. If I begin (laughs) to take them one after the other, um, I wonder how long this will take from... This discussion, it seemed like to you, wealth would be the difference between what you make and what you have left. That is what you make and what you spend and what you have left. Yes, correct. So if a young man out there says to himself, I want to be wealthy, I want to be wealthy, yes, at whatever level he mm-hmm. is, he or she must be able to look at the difference between what is coming in and what is going out, and the net is what would begin to determine how wealthy the person is. Correct. Now, um, I'm going to go back to programming and um, accumulation and all of that, but just staying there, what of people that then say, I don't have much, I don't earn much, before I earn it, everything is gone, my expenses is too much, my money is so small, and they are sincere, and they are toiling, and then they are not able to have what eventually they can term wealth and say I'm a wealthy person. What
1: do you say to such people? Yes, and indeed that is correct. So um few study um a little bit of advanced level or uh, college level economics and uh, we talk about consumption. I mean we maybe people that did economics up till yeah, might oh be here too yeah so you have which is called autonomous consumption. When we look at the equation for consumption, we say your consumption is equal to A plus BY, where A is a constant which is called autonomous consumption, plus B, which is the coefficient of consumption multiplied by your income. That's the formula we
0: use <laughs> right, in, to economics measure
1: <laughs> in economics. Okay. So, but bottom line is, that, so somebody is saying that that A, which is the autonomous consumption, is higher than A. <laughs> income you know in reality there are possibilities like that Mm. um a very good friend of mine once said to me uh that look you know if you don't belong to three categories of people uh, i said Mm. the three categories are either you are you have spending you are making a lot of money Mm. okay or you are creating a product you have a product that's Everybody needs, for example, you know, uh, oil, the way it is in, in, in the world, you know, if, if one of the oil producing com- countries in the world has a pan issue, how volatile the world economy becomes. Or the third category are people that have knowledge, specialized knowledge. It's these three categories can live anywhere in the world. They said, if you do not belong to any of those categories, then you are just one of the several surpluses that are all over the world. And statistically speaking, it is better to be a cow in Europe than to belong to that category. A cow in Europe is subsidized $2 a day. Hmm. And so, if you are living on less than that, then, you know... I mean, again, that's some... But the point I'm bringing out here is that some people are saying that the amount of money that they earn it's impossible for them to meet what you would have called basic needs. If you look at the Maslow's theory uh, mm-hmm. that talks about, you know, the man good. and it starts from the basic needs, yeah, so food, shelter, clothing, that mm-hmm. even with the amount of money I'm making, there's absolutely no way I can have food that is decent, absolutely no way I can have food that is just to sustain life and then just clothing. Yes i agree that that may exist but in actual fact majority of people that say that oh it's because i don't earn much that i don't have any savings are not totally correct because if you look at the equation that i gave you for consumption Mm. that's that the coefficient of consumption that's why some people when their income increases their standard of living increases up to the level of that income and that is why a good number of them may not be able to say even when income rises and then they begin to say give excuses that it is because i do not make enough money so what i'm saying here is that indeed there might be individuals, and they exist particularly in black Africa and Mm. even all over the world that their level of income doesn't sustain them i think more people suffer from lack of discipline lack of capacity to determine what exactly they should be spending on. And remember in my opening, one of the things I said when we were talking about wealth was sustainability. And when you talk about sustainability, there are risk assessments that you need to carry out. And when you talk about risk assessments, like I told you, Black Africa, this is the region of the world where overnight people can become billionaires. But yeah. because they are not well, their mind is not trained and it's not given to creativity. They go bust just like that. And so one of the things you begin to see is that really wealthy people never become overnight millionaires. Wow. Really wealthy people never become overnight success. no. Really wealthy people actually have a process. And their processes can be repeated actually mm. you would see the process and for many people who are discerning, you will since I've of people before you would know even when you were young people that this guy is on the right trajectory to make it you will know you can see them their lifestyle where they do things the kind of things that interest them the mm. kind of people that gravitate towards them mm. these are the kind of things because like i said to you the quality matter let me give you an example. For example, so somebody that thinks he's created wealth and therefore he has arrived, he's built a very beautiful mansion. And the mansion are part of the things that is counting as part of wealth. Now that is arguable, you know, whether that is wealth or, I'm not even going to go into that because if you live in your own house and the house, you say the house is worth 300 million, and for that is where you live, it doesn't add anything to your wealth if hmm. you look at it because what you are what you are doing is you are just coming because you live there you are you are the one consuming it it's not adding anything to you as it a might person. be taken course, away from you it, indeed it might actually be taken away but uh, when they ask you to take of your wealth you are able to put it as a now you say i have that is worth 300 million but that's not where i'm going where i'm going is that if you do not form the relationships 100 or 1 billion naira mansion can come down by a political misunderstanding and i'm sure you've seen this kind of even right in the very ice nigeria where we see prominent politicians who build, you know houses all over the place the opposing party or their enemy gets into power and by the stroke of a pen does to go and bring down the house so, you know, he could have said that hard wealth, yes. you know, just a few months ago, but the point I'm making is how sustainable is it? The so-called wealth just vaporizes like that. But, so you see that real wealthy people are able to create so many things and guarantee that this is sustainable, mm-hmm. including their networks, wow. including their capacity to create new things from things that did not exist.
0: This is some very serious discussion. I'm wondering, it seems like a school because the (laughs) average person with hours struggling, going out, and all he's heard is save and invest, save and invest, and you become wealthy. Does not even understand, does not even does not have the character to manage his consumption enough to save. And then what he's saving is so little that he's wondering how much of investment can come from it. Today, fixed deposit is 1%. I say, that is so terrible. And somebody who eventually saved 100,000, 1 million wants to put it in fixed deposit after one year can only have 10,000 naira extra. What, What an investment. So, that which All that you've said seems like there's supposed to be a wealth school um, that ties into the programming that you said at the beginning.
1: Correct. And you you see, you are very correct about that. But you know, in Yoguba land, for example, Mm. as a child, my dad used to tell me something and I will never forget it. He says it in Yoga, but the translation is that you don't suffer, or to say you are wise, show me your teaching. What that means is that actually life remains the most effective teacher of things. You could have been to the best business schools in the world, and in what you get from the business schools are best frameworks that can help you to succeed. But you see putting the framework together is a function of three things so what gets in the business school comes into your head but you see when you really want to become very successful you need a head you need a heart and you need your hands all right so what i'm saying is that actually people who are going to become wealthy remember i said that there are three is environment experiences and education these things must combine together at the end of the day. Your education gives you superior capacity to analyze. It gives you superior capacity to understand and assimilate. Mm. But that's where that ends. Issues about perception. You talk about risk perception, for example. And we see people, you say this is an optimist. You see this is a pessimist. Yes, you so. do not learn those in schools, you learn those in life. And I tell you one thing, people who are going to be very successful, people who are going to be able to accumulate wealth, majority of them, I do not want to say all, but majority of them are optimists. And this also follows from the Bible. Mm. So how do you say in the Bible is that you cast your bread in the waters? It doesn't make sense but that is the ultimate meaning of optimism. Mm. So, not just your optimism. Optimism is who you are and who you are is a function, of which is what you talk about programming. Yes, what Are the things that your parents are telling you? What? So, the things that your parents have been telling you, the things that you... Who are your friends? What have they been telling you? You get my point. So, are the things that then determine how you respond to things so for example for us who you know you went to business schools when we go into investment decisions you would see that we have the same facts and that's why we don't have any right or wrong answers because we can present the same facts and people make different assumptions of those facts they take different decisions what are the things that god does that we make in life that's what life itself brings to the table. So to me, I would say that if you go to some other places in the world, wealth creation is given because from childhood, they do not even have any other thing that they've been hearing. Their minds have been programmed that that if I make so much, I have to put so much aside. And when I put so much aside, I have to also do this. They are trained and programmed to be productive now if trained and programmed to be productive you have more than 40 percent of capacity for wealth creation already
0: wow can people be reprogrammed for wealth
1: can your mind be reprogrammed? is that the question yes sir <clears throat> now the answer is yes the answer is yes however they are uh, what you call active programming and passive programming. Now, you see, passive programming is what is subconscious, so to speak. You, you've just picked these things up. Passive. Throughout your business is passive. You know, you just pick them up all through life. Just by sitting with your parents, by sitting with your relatives, sitting with people and hearing them the kind of books you've read. The kind of so they begin to form your belief systems it's passing you might not even be able to explain somebody will ask you how did you come by that you might not be able to explain it's passive and that has become you however it is possible to actively change what you had passively before and it is possible to actively change what you even actively got but it requires some work a lot of work and that's why it, it is good to have a solid foundation and again again please pardon me i, I always refer to the bible all the time because
0: i tell so. you what that's your belief <laughs>
1: a book for anyone to build wealth you see when the bible tells you such things when it says guard your heart go this is right. when it says if the foundation defaults yeah. what can the righteous do? So you see, the foundation matters a lot. So when you have people who have a solid foundation, when I say the foundation, these are the passive programming that I spoke about. Yeah. Their mind is fertile. Their mind is receptive. So automatically, when they see opportunities, they can identify mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. of what they have been through, because of what their parents taught them because of the environment which they lived and partly because of the education which their parents gave them they can do certain mm-hmm. things however like i said you can reprogram your mind you know that's the same meaning of being born again in christianity isn't it yes, sir. but it then means that you it's active which means that that's it take you some time to post. it is intentional so when something then comes when information comes to you you perceive it You must death by yourself, then process that information again because the default, all of us have settings. The default settings is brought passively. So, such a case, you have to then actively process the information and say no to the default setting. What I'm going to do, but after a while, actually, again, the Yoruba people say the same thing that when they leave, I spent a very long time with the soul the leaf becomes the soul itself so again after a while when you reprogram your mind then that reprogramming becomes passive it becomes your default setting Mm. so the answer to your question is that our mindsets can actually be reprogrammed the bible says it it says do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by what The the renewal of your mind so that's that's the programming of your mind Mm. Mm. So, a
0: young man who comes from a very humble home where a lot of things have not been said about money that would help the mind to see opportunities, must then intentionally go seek for the renewal of his mind um, in terms of his experiences, I mean, environment. And he must begin to read intentionally it ed- re-educates himself or herself about money about consumption correct. about all correct. of the things that you're talking about and then um, he must begin to study life to understand correct. experiences of people models mentors to see how they do what they do with money and that is wealth. correct <laughs>
1: correct, correct in fact you've spoken it very very correctly and that's why yes it is true just like you are mr leverage yes, sir. some people have leverage mm. because of their circumstances they were born into entrepreneurial families for example mm-hmm. or creative families naturally they are born into family for example so that gives you some leverage in life, yes, sir. but it, in truth, it actually gives. It's like you know, mm. do you know the way we used to do it when we were in secondary school, when we did inter house sports. All right. So when we want to finish, you know, there's always a race. called teachers race. Yes, sir. And the way they would do the teachers race, they would go and put the principal only ten yards away from yeah. the finish line, and put the vice principal twenty yards away, and then put the rest of the people. Like 80 okay. yards away, yeah. and then you yeah. expect yeah. to run. Now, so, expectedly, that principal has leverage. You yes, expect that he will win. However, if he's not fast enough, yeah. somebody that started from the finish line might complete before him. So, the same thing that is the thing that happens. So, we've seen people who have the right leverages, but who did not develop, Maybe, which is similar to be not, not being able to run fast. Yes. And they have been taken by people who have no leverage. Ab issue. they created their own leverage and they go for it.
0: What do you say to people who blame, blame their parents, blame where they're coming from? You know, they do, they play the blame game for the reason why they, they tried, but they are not able to achieve.
1: And that's a good question. So you see, there's a theory that is called the theory of locus of control. Locus of control tends to identify two schools. It talks about people that have internal locus of control and people that have external locus of control. Now, the difference is that people that have internal locus of control believe that whatever happens to them, in the process of failure, depends very much on what they do by themselves and
0: themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: While those that have external lo- locus of control believe that, oh, you know, it's of God, I, I cannot be successful, you see, my grandfather is a foolish man, when his uh, colleagues were planting cocoa, started mm-hmm. planting cocoa yam, he never was inutrate, so that's why my father didn't make it either, my father didn't go to school, and that is why I am here. And they feel yeah. very comfortable by excuse. believe that, you know, their own life, the, the calamities that have befallen them, is not their own fault, and you know, they are happy. But what happens is that the theory says that people that have more higher internal locus of control mm. tend to be more successful than the people with external locus of control. And that follows, you don't know, you can explain it. You realize that people who are going to be very successful and wealthy in life, take a lot more responsibility for their actions. Mm. And that's why you see. That's why what I said earlier about wealth and money—they are not necessarily the same thing. Although you can try to ascribe value to things, but like I said, you can become an overnight millionaire without being productive. In an environment where you can confiscate public uh, money, or because you sit on the board of some company, you don't really do anything. You can easily still—that's that's that's necessarily wealth. Money. Wealth, is, yeah, wealth is created by a creative process. And that's why I said you have the capacity to build something new from something that never existed, or the capacity to rearrange things in an optimal manner with better value. So when you see people who always blame other people for their misfortunes, the very first thing they need to do, they will ever succeed in life is to reprogram their minds to know that they themselves are the act of their fortunes or the architect of their misfortunes. Just as long as people believe that bad people are responsible for their situation, that gives you a picture of somebody that is going nowhere in life.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you, sir. Um Is
1: it possible
0: you dive deep a little bit into the difference between wealth and money because i want to believe that a lot of people are distracted with the idea of having money so i want to hammer you know i want to be able to travel abroad and does that does that actually is it a distraction is it is it a real distraction from what wealth will truly mean is money a distraction to wealth the answer
1: is not necessarily. But the question actually is, what do you call money? You mm. see, many people go on principles of money and therefore they misunderstand money to be cash. They misunderstand money to bank balances. But mm. for example, when the Bible tells you that a good name is better than silver and gold. Let me end the meaning of that to you as a businessman. The meaning of that statement in the Bible as a businessman is that a good brand, better than cash, checks. Hmm. And what is brand? A brand is not something that you can touch. But hmm. a brand is something that you can feel. A brand is something that radiates when it has no voice. A brand is something that creates, even though it's not physical. Mm. It is the same principle that works about money and wealth. Mm. So what happens is that money, cash, is currency. So, to, so you know, like money, what you write on these papers, and yes. then somebody signs, central bank government signs, and it becomes a legal tender. One thousand naira. Yes, sir. And if you have the thousand, the one thousand naira that becomes a million naira. Mm. Okay? And then you say, yeah, I mean, if you look at that, if you took a snapshot at a particular point in time, a snapshot, that's what we do when we do accounting, we talk about balance sheets, right? Which is a snapshot of the business at a particular point in time. It's instantaneous. Yes, sir. That talks about what your assets and liabilities are at that time. All right? So that does create a real picture, actually just create a full picture because if i put a glass here and i had water half the glass mm. and i asked is this glass half empty or half full if i took the picture subject to interpretation some people will say it is half full some people will say it is half empty i don't know whether it is half full half empty it is when you begin dynamic analysis that determines whether that glass is actually full or half empty because what actually determines whether it is half full is where two minutes after if i take a snapshot the level of the water is then that glass is full but if i took a snapshot two minutes later the glass the water level is lower that that glass is half empty it is the same way to see money and wealth mm. so money might be a sign but that doesn't really necessarily connote wealth. Like I said, wealth depends. It's a dynamic thing, and I spoke about that. It is now when you now look at it on a long term basis. Yes, sir. We have seen people who have made a lot more money than their colleagues when they left college. They graduated from college. The other guy got a job in an oil company, beautiful paying job. The other guy didn't really get a very fantastic salary that he was a third of what his colleague in the oil company was making the guy in the oil company worked for 30 years they kept making money and it's true the other guy really never got any such high-flying jobs but when they turned 70 when they turned 80 the other guy with the lower income never really needed to work again in his life mm. he had sufficient residual income coming for him Mm. While, wow. for example, the other gentleman who probably got a fantastic job, realized that he was struggling with life. And there are many reasons why that is possible. Because he has never been used to living in lean means. And all of a sudden, when he's no longer in his productive years, he's unable to sustain that okay. lifestyle. So that's why, that's why I say that money and wealth are not necessarily the same. Why you can save money might be you know a picture of wealth, but then let me even give you other things. When I was speaking about sustainability earlier, yes, actually, what wealth means at the end of life, who will call that the answer your call when you have power or influence over that person? These are the kind of things that can't actually or break you. These who do you call
0: who can you call that will answer your call yes
1: do not have power to punish that person or reward that person these are the kind of things that we need to understand you see people in their latter years they built fantastic houses they own fantastic cars and then they have a challenge somebody comes and says well it starts giving them problems on the property and they are kind of helpless. Mm. But you see, on the and you see people where such things happen, they just pick up their phone and they make a simple phone call. And the other person on the other side says, sir, consider it done. Mm. He is able to protect his own wealth. And the other guy is unable to protect his own wealth. So you realize that at the end of life, what actually is going to stand is how many people, how many souls have you impacted in such a manner that they see you as an i I want to say i i that they see you as an object of reverence they see you as an object value even in later unproductive years
0: wow but i hear you say size money can be said to be wealth but money is not enough to define wealth.
1: Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, what what, what does money? Do? So, a lot of people think money gives you power. That's not necessarily true. Yes, if you do not even know how to use money, rather than even have power, you actually can lose. But at the end of it all, it is about influence. How much influence do you work? And again, I say, how many people can you call? How many people do you sit in your house, and people still come to you? Hmm. Volition, without any need for compulsion. And what is the quality of these people? Are they people of quality that can create and you know give you value, or are they just people you know hangers-on? you know, there's a way you can have a million people who who create nothing you know yeah and there's so, a way you can have two people who can who can tilt
0: so right now as you speak i imagine two people who have enough money um that their, their child has issues they need to go to the hospital and the hospital can only assess one doctor and the question is The two of them have money, but who will the doctor answer at that point in time? Correct. So money has given them equilibrium, but wealth is beyond money. It has to be holistic. There must be money, there must be influence, there must be relationships, there must be all of that together to define wealth.
1: Absolutely. That's what because wealth not you know, you know, it's I think it is wrong for anybody to talk about wealth. On an instantaneous basis wealth mm-hmm. has to be on a sustainable basis so if it is not sustainable that's is not wealth it cannot be called wealth it's
0: vulnerable it can be gone anytime is accumulation a good idea yes. when we talk about
1: wealth oh yes told you you talk about so you know when you talk about prodigy so it's about prodigal's accumulation how you know you try to but again when we talk about that you have to look at it within the context of, sustainability. of what matters at the end of the day you see it's sustainability because you see there's a way you have to understand that there are many things at the end of the day that money cannot buy. to be honest with you yeah, there are yeah. Things that money cannot buy you, you just give an example that's uh you know uh will go to the hospital we've read it in the bible when uh, the apostles peter and Paul, they went they went uh, on their on their on their on their missionary journey and somebody a lot of money says this thing that you people like me, give me let me give you money i can give you money he had money mm. but they were clear to him it's not about money they say your money perish with you there are many situations <laughs> like that in life that people have said to other people, Your money ah, perish with you. Your it. money perish with you, man. Yeah. People, I mean, and this is the honest truth. When they want to really deal with it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's hmm. about how much it works, like I said earlier. And that sometimes you have to understand that people who are wealthy. People who are wealthy naturally become leaders. And when one of the things we have to understand about leadership, contrary to the beautiful things that we like to see—the painting of leaders with the fancy things, you know, the, where they sit in the big cars when they come into rooms, everybody defers to them—that's what people see. The other side of leadership is that leaders are those who are prepared to sacrifice the most for their people. That is what people do not see. And that is the real meaning of wealth. People who actually have wealth have been able to discipline themselves in such a manner that they have an accumulation of people they have sacrificed a lot of things for. So you see that at the end of the day, it's not just about accumulating money, about giving out a whole lot of your own being. Mm. Sometimes monetarily, sometimes time alone, Sometimes mm. with your knowledge, sometimes with your contacts, sometimes with your presence. Mm. And when you now, say contact, these that the end of the day, guarantee that you can yeah. have sustainable wealth. So, when you say
0: contact now, what comes to mind is you need help from someone. He doesn't have the cash, but he gives you a phone number, and that phone number would sort out. What even cash might not be able to sort out at that point in time.
1: Absolutely,
0: that is part Absol- of work.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so well. I mean, honestly, cash is necessary yes, because sir. there are several issues of life that no knowledge can answer. It doesn't matter how many PhDs you have. If you cannot write a check, at that particular point in time, you're just, just fool it around. My friend Graham said that, Whoa. we always pray that God should never put us in such a category. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they say the man is a grammarian. All he mm. speaks is grammar. Mm. There are times that the only answer to the question is write a check. Yes. But we need to know that wealthy people are always in that position. They have the capacity to write the check. Mm. but much more importantly they have the capacity to ensure that that change that they are bringing creates value Mm. haven't you seen people when they they have the money they give cash and people do their cash they never get any return on it don't you say that all over the place it's because they don't even know who to go they have never been to be productive they don't know the right networks to go and so at the end of the day what they call their wealth which is money just free time away at the end of the day yeah and you have people who have equivalent or even less than that they just know the right networks they know the right people to call and they get results
0: so even even accumulation is relative so at the end of the day it's not about having money it's not about accumulating there's just the more that you need to do right the right influence the right people the right network give you we're speaking to your younger self, your younger yes. self of 20 years ago, um, 25 mm. years ago, when you were hustling the streets, like, you know, like toiling, like the average average young 35, 25, you know, 40, you know, would, it would be doing today. If you were to look yes. backward, and speak to that younger self about guy yes, you you want to become wealthy you want to be able to have this money in the future you want to have the sustainability you want to have the check you want to have the ability to write the check you know, all of these things that we've talked about to define wealth, if you were to look back and speak to your younger self what are some of the critical things because um, your younger self are millions all over Nigeria right now and they're going to be listening to this podcast, millions of them. In fact, I would intentionally sponsor this podcast so that people can glean from this wisdom that we've discussed today. If you were going to speak to that younger self who is hustling with all of his heart, with all of his mind, trying to be creative, trying to be intentional, trying to problem solve, trying to produce product, trying to be a good human being, a good person, not trying to do the hush puppies um Mm -hmm. part of this world not trying to do yahoo yahoo great guy you know but comes from a poor home a humble um beginning or comes from a wealthy home but he has made a mistake and they want to put themselves on a pedestrian that process that you say eventually it would lead to wealth because it is built over time what would Mm -hmm. and i've taken time to explain these people so that you can understand The important of this question sir, what would you tell these people? There are millions of them out there.
1: The answer to your question is two things. One, the quality of your network will affect how far you can go.
0: Hmm.
1: Make sure that you spend time and resources on building a good network. And when I talk about building a network, remember I say it involves two things I involved. One, in your network, be a man or a woman of character. You should be predictable. Mm. Not somebody that nobody can trust. Mm. You must yeah. be trustworthy. People should know that. When they come to you, you will stand up and you will arise. That's very important. You have a good name. Mm. Very, very key. And again, to know the kind of people. I had to do that for myself. There are certain relationships that I had. And I realized that these relationships had no value. Mm. Cut such relationships off. Mm. But there are some relationships that I would say to younger people. And even I speak to myself. Learn to cultivate them. In my if I have met people, I have, you know, have sat one-on-one one with presidents of nations, not just one, not just two, and for them, I still, I still speak to some of them, but the point is you need to learn to cultivate relationships, they really do matter, because one of the things that I say when I look at my own self, one of my limitations which I understand is that I feel best, I feel at best, the best moments are when I'm sitting down with my engineers, or in, in in a society of... Cre- in a creative session, working with my team, trying to create something good, something new. I get excited. I get elite. But people get to see me. A good number of people think I'm an extrovert. That's interesting. But I'm introverted, Extroverted, actually. I know that. But, honestly, when I look at life now, I realize that it is even more valuable to spend more time externally creating good value and spend more time internally you need to spend quality time internally actually mm. but spending more time externally grants you the leverage to do a lot more than that and then the second thing that i will say is that for anybody that wants to be a good citizen of the world you must learn to be painstaking you m- Then to say it doesn't matter whether I do it and society appreciates it or not, I will only continue to create value for society because very frustrating society around here. Somebody, I watched a video some time ago and like the video, the gentleman said that if you want to see the quality of a society, just identify the richest people in the society and ask yourself, what do they do? If you see the rich people, who are thieves, then it's a society of thieves. Mm. But if you see the people who are creative people, then you know that it's a society of creative people. If you take a look at what we see in Nigeria and Africa, your guess is as good as mine. But it is necessary that we have to choose to be very different. We have to choose that not be thieves. Rather than being thieves, we will be creative people. One thing I can tell you, you may not be stinking rich, but you will be wealthy at the end of your life if you retain those two things. Build a smart network.
0: Sounds and like an <laughs> <creative>. <laughs> You might not be stinkingly rich, but you can be wealthy.
1: You will be wealthy. you can't be. You will be. It's-
0: you will be. Network and be painstakingly creative. Correct. To, so for network it would be go out meet good people build relationship with good people and sustain it correct they would open my eyes to things that i've not seen to things that i've not known they will show me ways right rather than saying because i'm looking at myself for example i'm just like you a lot of people think I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm, I'm so highly an introverted person as compared to an extrovert. And I'm looking at those moments that I stay, and I enjoy my moments alone, I'm saying to myself, some of these moments you should be out there with, with a few people, you know, building beautiful, beautiful relationships. Hmm. And then when you say painstakingly creative, it means give value, continue to give value. Is that what you mean, sir?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And no, the other thing I say is that, look, you don't have to do something uh, ground or earth breaking to become successful. Hmm. Start from where you are, learn to do small things, but learn to do small things in a consistent manner and you will get there.
0: Wow 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 um written so much um i want to say a big 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 thank you we've done about uh, 50 minutes just like that um and it is it is packed so much to take away so much so much to take away and to think that when i was asking that last question i was thinking you were going to give me a long list of things that your younger self should do, but um just two two things: build network and give value creatively. Value would be produce something, have something to exchange for money with a good network, that thing would go far. Does that my last question, sir? The issue of savings and investment and you know the the regular knowledge that is out there to everybody you have to save you have to invest you have to save you have to invest um and people can only save a little and investments are very the interest rate the real ones not the 50 percent and then mmm and all of that the the (laughs) the mutual funds of this world the fixed deposits of this world the the um, treasury bills of this world they are they're not. They don't have the kind of returns that would skyrocket someone's investment. So, do those things seem make sense?
1: Yeah. Answer is yes, actually. But when we talk about investments, and savings, uh, yeah. people should and savings. Savings and investments in economic terms. If you look at again, you know, I'm an economist. So, if you look at the equation for GDP where we say C plus I plus G plus X minus N. So mm. savings and investments are what we call in the I, in the I component of it. So the point is that it's necessary to save. What, what savings do? Save value sometimes to have cash, to take on certain opportunities that nobody will be able to take up at that particular point in time. That's some leverage. Same thing with investments. But it's again like I said, what do you invest in? What I know investments are things that are capable of creating future income to you. So somebody who goes ahead to buy a very excellent plane or a car that's excellent, that is not an event as far I'm because that will give you money in the future. And they are likely to take money out of your pockets in the future. Yeah. And some people can easily use that with investments. So the point I'm making is that, so depending on who you are, so if you are somebody that has a, you know, a good job employee, not everybody is caught out to be an entrepreneur, by the way, you have to understand that. You cannot all mm-hmm. be entrepreneurs. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the beauty of life. So if you have a regular job, well-paid, One of the first things I said when I was talking about consumption, the auto A plus B, why? Is that try as much as possible to reduce your coefficient of consumption. So that you have more money to be able to set aside in investments. And I describe investments in this particular instance. To be on anything that you know is likely going to give you wealth in the future. And some people's investment might be in trade. You'll be surprised. The what? Training.
0: Training. Mm.
1: Other people are spent. They're going to parties, having a good time, buying the latest cars, buying the latest clothes, traveling all over the world, which is fine. This person spending money, going to business schools, going on uh, courses because he knows that when he retires, he wants to go into a particular field that's an investment in himself yeah. because for him to be able to function in that capacity in future he needs that knowledge so investments can be like i said must take it generally to be anything that has the capacity to create future flows for you and savings is part of it one of the professors that I met, who is a very good friend of mine, <laughs> said to me that he's a Harvard is a, a very successful professor in Harvard Business School, he teaches uh, negotiation. One of the best professors in that field, actually. And he says to me that his uh, relatives ask him, ah, you get to make so much money and you don't you don't spend so much, just hide. Uh, so what's all this about? And they said to them that he said to me that he told them as well, that is investment. Because that money's keeping aside is what assures him that one day he can tell them in Harvard to go to hell. Mm. You know? So that's the kind of thing that is an investment. Yeah. So that has the capacity to give you money is totally a fact as investment.
0: Wow. Wow. I can imagine um, you have several other things that you have to do. I want to say a very, very, very big thank you. Um, this, this is uh, very deep, and I'm very sure that a lot of people would learn so much from it. Um, thank you, sir. And um, I, I do not take it for granted that I'm able to pull you out of all your um, schedules to do this. Please note that uh, what you've done is for several, several people, several people um, will push it everywhere um and i'm sure that um this is also wealth for you the ability to give back and give back um like this we do not take it for granted thank you so much sir thank you thank you,
1: no, you're right. back, thank um, you. It's
0: <laughs> to glean more from the wisdom that um that you have to share thank you boy thank you so much sir. thank you with,
1: with thank all you. pleasure
0: thank you sir Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, we'll let you know when the podcast you is out. Too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye. 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 bye wow. We've had a very, very powerful podcast today talking about the paradox of wealth. Um, If you have listened to this podcast so far, I want to believe so much that you are on your path Um, to building wealth because number one you would have learned what wealth is and wealth is not but more importantly you would begin the quest to take out of your subconscious the wrong definitions of what wealth is i want to believe you would have done so much mr yele spoke about a lot of things today but particularly you have to redesign your environment for wealth look at the people that you have around you look at the things that you hear the things that you see the things that you read and the things that you experience and ask yourself how can i change them number two your experiences of life can you intentionally begin to experience some things that are bigger than the amount, the type of wealth that you have now. Begin to recreate your own experiences to be directed towards where you're going, not where you're coming from. Because a lot of people, you still continue to experience where you're coming from, whereas you need to experience where you're going, right? To make your, your brain, to accept where you're going. Don't keep staying in the experience of your past, that, is not, that does not define wealth in order to go to the future. You have to begin to smell, perceive the future. You have to begin to see it. And one of the best ways you can do that is to begin is to begin to create that experience for yourself. And you, best, you must learn with education. L- look at the way he was churning out formulas, you know, formulas that have to do with wealth. Um, I think that is very important. You must believe um, that um, you have internal locus of control as compared to external and wealth is holistic wealth is not just money the fact that you have money doesn't mean that you have wealth but he also said something very good which is some problems knowledge cannot solve um, advice cannot solve it is check cash that can solve it so you have to build wealth wealth is built over time and more importantly wealth must be sustainable money might not be sustainable but if your wealth is sustainable it will be good for you um accumulation is important but accumulation must also be sustainable you have to manage your consumption that sounds like an old age old age advice and it is autonomous so that means you have the power to decide how much you want to consume and that that is important that 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 is very important for um, the life that we live today because there's so many things I want to consume. Consume our wealth. Wealth is not what you spend, wealth is about what you have left after you spent. Please listen to this particular podcast over and over and over again. And I would also employ you to listen to other podcasts. There is the paradox of strength, the paradox of perfection. The paradox of branding. Those are very, very powerful podcasts. Plus, the paradox of wealth. Keep leveraging. Bye.